I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, mamas, and welcome to what I cannot believe is actually episode 15. We are here, you guys. This is really amazing. Um, I don't know what I thought would happen when I started a podcast, but I sure am excited that it's gone this far and that you all are enjoying it and getting so much value from it. I feel like my world has opened up a little from starting this, and I'm starting to have people reach out to me to talk about how it's helped them or been valuable or how they listen to it when they drive to work. Um, And it's just amazing to hear. So thank you so much for all of that feedback. I also just wanted to take a moment to kind of paint a picture of an experience that recently happened to me that I think will kind of inspire you um, just going forward in life, but also with the topic of today's episode. So yesterday, I got a text from my sister who lives in Florida asking how spontaneous I am. And I'm pretty damn spontaneous, you guys. I am pretty locked in to my calendar and my schedule. I've got client work. I've got volunteer obligations. I'm a pretty active girl. So my calendar is pretty packed and it doesn't leave a lot of space to be as spontaneous as I want to be anymore. I used to love just spontaneously deciding to go on a camping trip and Stuart, my husband, and I would pack up the car, pack up the kids, and then just go and drive around until we found a camping spot, which is kind of unheard of um, in Colorado. It's so competitive. As soon as camping spots open here, people are all over them online reserving them, but we always manage to find a place. So anyway, all that to say, I'm pretty damn spontaneous. And when she said this, I told her that and then also said it really depends on my calendar, though. So she threw out some dates and invited me to join her a month from now for her birthday in Florida and go to Universal Studios and um, do all the fun Halloween stuff and get together with my family there and just kind of be a kid again. And it was like instantly I knew I had to go and knew I had to make it work. So I did. I bought my tickets yesterday (laughs) within an hour of her texting me and I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it happen. And something about that just kind of got me thinking of how nice it is to know That my life is set up for freedom, that I didn't have a boss, that I had to ask for time off, that I had the resources, the money to be able to book that plane ticket same day, Um, and that I have the support to know that I can leave my kids for a few days and that it's going to be fine. So that kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about in my episode today, and that is asking for help. 
So initially, I already had this idea written down in my notes in my phone before the text from my sister came through. And I had seen it in a Facebook group. There was a woman, a couple different women actually, one talking about how it's hard for her to ask for help, another talking about how um, am I the only one whose husband doesn't do anything, Um, some really heavy stuff that I know is very common. So I really wanted to speak to that because while I absolutely will be the first to confess that I really suck at asking for help often, I have really intentionally worked on it and have seen some progress. So I would love to share that with you all and hopefully help you to be able to get some help in your life and make some changes in this area because I know that you absolutely deserve that. Okay, like I said, I suck at this sometimes. I actually just talked to a friend about this last week because a mutual friend of ours came up and asked for help in the most nonchalant way and got a yes and made the plan and I just sat there mesmerized at her skill at asking for help and not overthinking it and not um, being weird about it, that she just simply asked for help and got it. So this has definitely been on my mind in a couple of different areas, so I'm really excited to be bringing it to you. You might be wondering if you're the only one who really struggles to ask for help, and I want to let you know that you are not alone, that many people find this hard and think it sucks, and I am one of those people too. It's not easy for me. And I want to tell you the reason that it's hard for us is because of what we make it mean and the stories that we're telling ourselves about asking for help. We're making it mean things like, I'm weak, I failed somehow, I should be doing it all, I will be inconveniencing other people, they will be mad at me, they will feel like I'm a burden, I'm not worth it, all of these kinds of things. You can see that there's a few different themes in these thoughts, but the common theme is that they all make us feel terrible. None of these thoughts feel good. And if you've been following me for any amount of time, then you probably already know that I subscribe to the idea that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our actions. So if we're thinking all of these things, we're feeling terrible, our actions are probably not going to be inspired or amazing. Here's the reality. We are social creatures. We are made to live in community. If you think about ancient human beings, which is something I love doing, I love talking about those cave people, think about it. They depended on each other. They lived in community. There was the hunters, there was the gatherers, there was the nurturers. You know, imagine everybody played a role. They all contributed to this common life. And that's not how we live anymore. We do not live in a cave together as much as me, the extrovert, wishes we did. We are very siloed in our life and how we live these days. And we have this expectation that 
we should handle everything for our own selves and everybody else should handle everything for their own selves and we'll be here in our McMansion, you know, driving our car into our garage and shutting it and never talking to anyone. I don't know if any of you ever feel that sometimes life has become that way, um, but sometimes it can feel so isolating and it's so, so against our nature and how we have lived for millennia before now. So that's number one. Number two, people love to help. I know that this shows vulnerability to ask for help, but it truly builds connection with other people. It will deepen your relationships and it also makes other people feel really good and useful, like they have a way to contribute and it's going to make your relationship with them so much better than if you're kind of over in your own little world, never letting them in. If you can kind of imagine, asking for help is a way of letting them in to your life, and people want to be a part of your life. The third thing is that not wanting to ask for help comes from perfectionism. And by the way, being perfect is impossible, and the idea that we should be perfect makes us feel terrible and actually isolates us from other people because we are so up in our own head about being perfect and how we're coming off and trying to control all these variables that all we're doing is thinking about ourselves and how terrible we are because we're not perfect. This is kind of why I hate when people talk about um, being selfish because I think often the people that you think of as being selfish and maybe like super full of themselves actually feel terrible about themselves. They have really low self-worth and it's a completely misunderstood thing. So I encourage you if you're feeling this kind of perfectionism, it's really closing you off from other people and I encourage you to start to let that go and recognize it is totally okay that you're imperfect. We all are imperfect and it is kind of a little bit of what makes us lovable. Next, you are worth it. You are totally worth getting help whatever that looks like, whether it's a little bit of childcare so you can go get a pedicure or whether it is childcare so that you can go get a date night or if it is, you know, I have this huge yard project that I cannot do and I need help. There's so many different things that you could ask for for help and you deserve this. You are worth this. And sitting around thinking about how you're not is making you feel bad. Like I said, it's closing you off from other people, just like perfectionism. And it's not allowing you to feel that fuller heart that you get when you let people help. So I really encourage you to challenge that self-doubt and lack of self-worth you have around this issue. Next, ladies... If it's your husband or your partner, they literally signed on to do this with you and they are your equal partner in this. So asking your husband to watch the kids while you go and do something, this is not something that should be weird. (laughs) This is not something he should make you feel bad about. 
This is not something you should feel bad about. And I know that we're kind of tempted to feel that way. And I know that there are husbands out there that will make you feel bad about this or try to. And I encourage you, if you're in a situation where it's non-abusive, um, it's a safe situation for your kids to be in, I think there is nothing better you can do for your kids and your husband than to leave them alone together to figure things out on their own. And he might text you. <laughs> this used to happen. Um, I've been a part of a book club for Oh my God, almost a decade now, probably. And I remember when all of our babies or all of our kids were babies, there would be a lot of husbands who would be texting like, when are you going to come home? When are you going to get home? Things are crazy. And I am really blessed in having a husband who's just very confident with the kids. And we both feel that we are equal partners. I feel you know, much more comfortable calling him my partner than calling him my husband because I feel that he's my partner and we're in this together. We created this life together and, you know, I feel like it's just as much his responsibility to be able to care for them and take care of them and all of that as it is for me. So if this is not something that's the norm in your marriage, and like I said, it is a safe situation please start doing this and trust me, he will figure it out. It will be okay. The kids will survive. Everything will be fine. And you are going to feel amazing the more that you do this. All right. End rant. Next. <laughs> There's no shame in asking for help. None. So don't feel like I signed up for all this, so I should be able to handle it all. Or it's weak to ask for help. None of those things are true. You are totally normal in needing help. And there's no shame in that at all. Okay, finally, think about the advice you give to other people. Do you ever tell anyone else in your life that they should not be asking for help except for maybe your child who's asking for help with something that they should be doing on their own? I don't think you're going around telling your friends that they shouldn't be asking for help. I don't think that you are looking at family members and telling them that they shouldn't ask for help and that they're weak. So I want to know, why are you different? Why do you have an expectation of yourself that you don't have for other people? And why are you so special that you should be able to do it all on your own? And nobody else should. Do you really think everybody else is weaker than you and you're stronger and nobody else can handle it all but you can? I don't think so. I don't think that that's how you think. Although on a subconscious level, it obviously is. But I think you'd probably be really embarrassed to say that out loud. So I encourage you to really question yourself. Why do I hold myself to a different standard than other people? Why is it totally acceptable that my friend ask for childcare help, but for me, it's unthinkable? Why is it totally okay for my parents to ask for my help with physical tasks around the house and it's not okay for me to ask for things as well? Really question that. 
and really look deep inside and see what's going on there. So all of these things, like I said, are coming from thoughts you're having and feelings that are making you feel terrible. So whether it was something that I mentioned here or not, I encourage you to get very curious and dig kind of in your own mind and look for those stories that you're telling yourself, those lies you're telling yourself that are not serving you, that are keeping you so stuck, not asking for any help at all because they're absolutely holding you back and making your life harder and making you feel miserable. Okay, I have a couple guidelines for asking for help from my own toolbox that I think are going to be very useful. The first one, be honest. (laughs) My business name is To Be Honest. Honesty is something I love to talk about and I think it fits in with asking for help just as much as anything else. A lot of us feel like when we ask for help, we have to concoct some kind of elaborate and crazy tale to justify why we need help because we're feeling bad about it. So we have this whole story of like, who knows, some crazy thing, (laughs) something totally off the wall and unnecessary. It's kind of like when a kid is telling an excuse and it's just so much bigger and more elaborate than it needs to be and it kind of tips you off that maybe it is not legitimate. So I encourage you when you're asking for help that you really are honest. Maybe it's just that I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed and I need to take some things off my plate. Are you able to handle this? Can you please help me? Maybe it is I really need to take a nap (laughs) because I have a newborn. Can you please watch my baby for a little while while I rest or while I shower? Simple, simple things like that. Simple requests. And you know what? I think being vulnerable and honest about the real reason is so endearing. And I think it's another one of those things that really builds connection. So not just the asking for help, but the being really honest in the why and not feeling like you have to come up with some over-the-top story to justify it. You do not have to justify your ask for help. The next guideline is to be direct and specific. So I don't want to see you guys going over to your mom's house and being like, If only I had some help with childcare. (laughs) Hinting and beating around the bush is not asking for help. And come on, you know that's annoying. That's annoying when other people do that to you. Do not be that person. Be direct and be really specific about how the other person can help. Can you watch the baby Tuesday at 10 a.m.? And you know, leave it at that and um, just really give that clear, this is how you can help. People are much more likely to say yes when they understand, first of all, that you're actually asking them, but second of all, what you're asking them. The third guideline is to be brave. It takes courage to ask for help, especially when it's not something that's comfortable for you or something that you're used to doing yet. 
You kind of have to just rip off the band-aid and trust me, the more you do this, the better you're going to get at just like bluntly saying the thing and getting it out there. I really encourage you to kind of work out a script in advance. You can listen to this, you know, remember being honest, being direct and specific and just write down what you plan to say. Maybe practice it so you know exactly what you're going to say and you don't have to stumble over your words or get stuck in your own mind drama. And then plan exactly when you're going to say it and just get it done as quickly as possible. So if you're at a family barbecue and you're needing to ask somebody for babysitting, just get it over with as quickly as possible. The longer you wait, the more miserable you're going to be. And there's a reason all of my examples are about asking family for childcare because this is the thing that I totally suck at asking for, um, but have to do. And I rip off the band-aid and just get it done most of the time. All right. The final guideline I have for you around how to ask for help is to be okay with a no. It's totally okay if they're not available for that. You need to respect that they may not be available or they may not want to do it. And that's fine. Sometimes this happens. And I think recognizing and appreciating that they have a boundary there and that they were able to say no is something to not feel bad about, but really respect and appreciate if they're able to do it. And, you know, sometimes maybe it's a yes, but, and there's some kind of negotiation and, and it needs to go both ways and that's fine too. So I just really, really hope that you will be able to take these guidelines, take these thoughts and start making some changes. You deserve this. You are totally worthy of getting a break sometimes, being able to grocery shop with Anna screaming baby, being able to shower, get a nap, um, go out of town spur of the moment if you get a crazy text from your sister. All of these things are things that you can and should have and be able to claim for yourself by practicing this skill. It is a skill that you have to practice to get better of asking for help. All right. I hope this served you. It has been amazing to be with you for 15 episodes now. I would really appreciate if you would rate and review wherever you are listening to your podcast. All right. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.